up everybody my name is will welcome back to thoughts that count play my music man hello 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 welcome back i'm glad you're here i hope you're having a wonderful whatever day you're listening to this today we are going to be talking about energy and ways that you can have more energy throughout your day because energy is one of the most important parts of life because it determines your perception. It determines the way that you go about your daily life. If you don't have energy, you find it very, very difficult to do even the most mundane tasks. But when you do have energy, it's almost like you're working out of control, like nothing can stop you. And I think that's why people really, really love coffee outside of, you know, the taste of it. But I think in general, most people drink coffee for the effects of it, the focus and the energy. So today we're going to be talking about five ways that you can have more energy throughout your day. And to be honest, technically it's six because I'm going to include a bonus tip at the end that I think is super interesting. It's something that I've started to implement in my own life and it's been an experience. I'll say that much. So stick around for that. But without further ado, let's get into number one, which is music. So this one was a weird one for me because I listened to a pretty big variety of music, but I never thought about the way that it had an effect on my energy. And I started to think about the way that the different types of music make me feel in that moment. And I found that I was listening to a bunch of sad music and it would make me actually kind of get into that mindset, that that mood of like going through it, you know, or you know, having a heartbreak, even though I don't have a heartbreak, like the type of music you listen to can have a subconscious effect. Now, as an athlete, I probably should have learned this a little bit sooner because I would use really fast, upbeat music to get ready for basketball games because it would really get my energy high. I mean, I'd be, you know, buzzing to get out onto the court. And that was something that I used every single game. And it was very effective when I was trying to, you know, up my energy. And one thing that's pretty interesting is, to be honest, if I'm having a bad day, I'm more likely to go towards the sad music and just kind of wallow in it. I don't know if that's just me or why I do that, but I think the actual best thing to do in that scenario is even if I'm having a not so great day, throw on some happier music, throw on some music that will subconsciously, you know, lift me up out of that kind of rut that I'm in. I mean, it makes sense. How hard is it to be sad when everything around you is happy, you know? And if you're one of those people that strictly listens to that kind of sad music and you find yourself kind of being down quite frequently, you probably will find that that kind of sad down music is what's subconsciously training your mind to embrace that sort of emotion. And as I was doing my research for this episode, I was finding myself, you know, on, you know, a little bit more of the kind of spiritual mindset, mental side of things. And they describe music as like a form of energy. Now, I don't buy totally into a lot of those kind of practices, whatever. But it is interesting to think of music as a sort of energy that's being put out into the world and that can affect the energy that you have within you. So I would say be very careful with the quote-unquote energy that you're allowing to be around you. And that will lead us very nicely into point number two, which is people. People can be a huge either leech or generator of the energy that you feel on a day-to-day basis. If you have a person in your life that when you see them or when they're around, you just feel yourself changing. You can feel yourself acting differently. You can feel yourself acting in a way that you don't want to act. Then that's a type of person that is not benefiting your energy. And this can show itself in a lot of different ways. It can be uh, a person that you're not supposed to be with. 
uh, as far as a relationship goes. It can be a friend that's just not behaving a way that a friend should, or it can be like a rival, an enemy that you just can't stand, but somehow they still somehow are around you. And I think we all have experiences with these different types of people. For me, with the you know, kind of leeches, their effect can be at a subconscious level. You can try to be as logical as you want and be like, you know what, I'm not going to let them affect me today, whatever. But sometimes psychologically and subconsciously, you find yourself still being affected by that because you have to put some sort of energy towards deterring those thoughts from coming up in your head. And my friends know because I say this quite frequently, but that negativity is contagious. If you find yourself being around negative people too much, you will find yourself starting to be more negative. You will find yourself starting to nitpick your own life. And that's not a fun place to be. It's not fun to not be content with the things that you have or be grateful for the things that you have. But I also think likewise, we all have experience with these generators, these happiness generators where you have them around and immediately your day lifts. Usually those are the people that you turn to when you're sad and you're like, I just need to see you right now and they immediately improve your mood. They're the person that you go to when things are going great as well because those are the type of people that you want to celebrate with because you know it's going to be the best form of celebration as well. And I definitely think that the closest people in my life are those types of people. They're the people that I want around and I want to be around. And every time I leave being with them, I'm like, man, it was so good to see them. I'm so appreciative that I got to hang out with them today. And I think that's something that's incredibly special and something that more people should seek. Not everybody in this life that you run into is going to be somebody that you're compatible with for whatever reason that that is, whether it be, you know, they do something you don't like or vice versa. We're not perfect. I think we all can acknowledge that, right? So that's how I encourage you to deal with the people that you have around you in your life is if they're a leech, you can't have them around because they will drain your energy. They will take that energy from you, whether you want them to or not. And then if you have a generator in your life, make sure that you pay special attention to keeping them around because those are the type of people that will bring you joy, bring you happiness, leave you feeling motivated and inspired to do better, to do better for them, with them, etc. But moving on, let's talk about the information that you take in on a daily basis. So, of course, you can get information from a plethora of sources. The invention of Google kind of led to that where, you know, you can Google search just about any question that you want to know. Any answer that you want to find out, there's probably a Google search result for that, which is amazing. But at the same time, when everybody is able to produce an opinion, that inevitably leads to not all of those opinions being something that you agree with, which is okay. I'm all for openness of opinion, openness of mind, where you can hear another opinion and not have it be something that just ruins your entire day, I guess. But if you are the type of person that is affected by that kind of stuff, then you have to be very careful with the amount of exposure that you have to that source. So one for me that was kind of tough was around the time of the George Floyd incident, which was here in Minnesota, a lot of the outlets, the news and the media, they had this focus on the negativity, which was unfortunate because if you watch too much of that, you start to become a little bit hopeless with the scenario and the situation that's at hand. And I know that somehow this was an incredibly polarizing issue. You know, some people sought to defame or decharacterize George Floyd and Other people were trying to advocate for, 
you know, his rights to not be killed in the streets. And if you spend too much time watching this kind of content, this type of, you know, these opinions just swirling around, you know, people being incredibly ignorant and spewing this ignorant into the world, you start to feel hopeless because you start to be like, okay, how many people actually believe this crap that you're hearing or the things that you're seeing or how many people are believing the way that some of these messages have been twisted? Especially as of recently, it's felt like the media has been incredibly divisive. And I get that that's what gets clicks. But at the same time, if you as a viewer are like, this is all I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch whatever negative news source every single day, that's bound to have an impact. And that's what happened to me was I spent too much time getting wrapped up in watching all these different news sources, watching all these different stories about the way that this situation went down. And you just hear some absolutely horrible opinions and you start to wonder. But this goes beyond just the news. Social media can do this as well. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but social media kind of creates a facade that everybody's life is going perfectly. And when you're in the driver's seat of your own life and you have to see the struggles and the hardships and the things that upset you, and then you look at social media and you say, everybody's doing awesome because nobody posts the bad things online, it can definitely have an effect on your mental health. You think everybody else is doing better than you and that everybody's life is going so much better than yours, when in reality, that may not be the case. That's just what's being portrayed. I never much got into this side of it, but some people definitely do, where you also see the body standards online, and that plays an effect into the way that people see themselves as well and see how their bodies are. Now, of course, this also goes both ways. There's definitely information sources out there that can make you feel good and also give you energy. Take thoughts that count, for example. I'm sure this podcast gives you a bunch of energy because it's packed with high quality information and delivered by a host that is radiating positivity and delivers the information with a smooth, calming, relaxing presence. <laughs> okay, all jokes aside, uh, the information that you take in is very important and it can be a force for good or bad. That's the point that I'm trying to get to there. Now, moving on, we have the food that you eat. Now, of course, your diet is incredibly important for how you feel. If you eat like garbage, it's no wonder why you don't feel the greatest. And even if you eat mostly healthy, there's certain things that can set that off or set off negative emotions. Now for me, I'm a bit more lean and I have a pretty fast metabolism. So something that can make me feel not the greatest is if I don't eat enough that day because I feel like I'm getting more and more skinny. But also there's some food that you know messes my stomach up. So that definitely plays into my energy and the way that I you know feel that day. Now we could probably talk for a long time about the relationship with food when it comes to maintaining a healthy weight or a weight that you seek to get to. But there's also the physical side of it as well when it comes to, you know, if you eat a big meal, that's obviously going to affect your energy in the form of, you know, putting you into that quote food coma, very, very prevalent around Thanksgiving time. But I think the amount of avenues that you can go with this topic really shows how important that the food you eat is to your mental health and the way that you feel physically. So if you're the type that does not eat very well, you know, maybe that's a place that you can improve on and feel better about in your life because you know that you're fueling your body with the best foods that you can. And it's something that seems so simple, but I think it gets kind of swept under the rug because it is something that you do every single day. You start to just eat whatever. It's very easy to fall into you know, eating unhealthy because a lot of times not only is unhealthy cheap, but it's very, very readily available. 
Now, admittedly, my realm of expertise is not really in the fitness and nutrition side of things, but I do have a buddy that I went to school with. His name is Jay Fredericks. I'll put his link in the description of this podcast. Uh, but he does YouTube videos on health and wellness and mindset stuff that I highly recommend that you go watch. And Jay has a nursing background, so you know that he knows what he's talking about. But I would very appreciate if you went to the comments of one of his videos and said, Will sent me. But moving on, the fifth and final before the bonus is your habits. Your habits will definitely determine the way that your energy is on a day-to-day basis. If you have bad habits, you live more sedentary, you're a little bit on the lazier side, sorry, you'll probably find that you'll have less energy. Now, if you work out every day and you eat well and you drank your coffee, I'm sure that your energy is higher than somebody who lives a little bit more sedentary. Now, here's the thing to think about is your body is always working to be at a more homeostatic equilibrium, right? That basically just means a normal, healthy balance, right? Now, if you are more sedentary, you'll find that your body will get used to only having to make enough energy to support that sedentary lifestyle. Whereas if you're the type of person that has to work out every day, your body will begin to learn that, okay, every day we're working out. So we're going to need enough energy to support that lifestyle. It only makes sense, right? So if you're not the type of person that works out, I have to recommend it. It's very healthy. And I've seen the benefits in my life as I've become more consistent with working out. Now, full transparency here. When I was finished with sports, I took a break with working out and taking care of my body physically. So I fully understand what it's like to sink into a sedentary lifestyle and not work out as much. I've been there and I fully understand the draw to that because it is kind of a comfortable living style. You know, getting up and going to the gym, you have to make time for it. And when you're tired, you're not going to want to go work out and use more energy. But I will say it's easier to maintain that lifestyle when you get started, when it becomes a habit, and when you keep going consistently. If you go a couple times and then stop going, Obviously, it's going to be hard every single time because you haven't built up that stamina yet. You're going to feel like you're tired and not as strong as you used to be because your body is not used to that level of energy output. But I promise you, it does get easier. And not only that, it feels really good to make that kind of progress. It feels good to see your body changing for the better. It feels good to see a little bit more of your muscle, a little bit more of your abs, you know, maybe see that wagon get a little more weight to it. You know what I'm talking about? But honestly, the first couple of days will be a little bit rough if you haven't gone in a while. It's going to feel like you're not very strong and you can't go for very long. But it's just important that you get started. Because even beyond the energy benefits that you get from working out, you also, the physical benefit of getting stronger and having better stamina, and you also get the stress relieving properties of working out as well you will find that you just kind of feel good after you work out because that's one of the many benefits. If that isn't enough evidence for you, you also will have better overall health and longevity out for working out. Now I could take you down the rabbit hole of all the science that supports, you know, daily physical activity, but I'm sure that you've heard them all. And if not, I'm sure that you've heard the big ones, the important ones, but along with your habits, the things that you put into your body. Are you the type of person that, you know, dabbles in some illicit substances? Are you a person who drinks frequently? Those kind of habits will be indicative of the way that your energy is. All my of age listeners know about hangovers and trust me, they get worse as you get older. 
that's horrible for energy. Not saying that you can't drink or shouldn't drink, but that's one thing that will have an effect on the way that your energy is. But anyway, let's talk about the bonus tip. I know you guys have been eagerly awaiting what the bonus tip was going to be, and it is cold plunging slash cold showers. Now, I know what you're thinking. Dang, that guy does actually deliver in a pretty smooth and calming presence. <laughs> but the other thing that you're thinking is, hell no, I'm not taking a cold shower. I'm not taking a cold plunge. And trust me, I get that. I 100% understand the skepticism um, because I had it too. I am not a cold person. I don't like the cold. I definitely like summer way better than winter and it's not close. And I don't sleep in the cold. I don't sleep with a fan on. Warm. I like warmth. But even I can't deny the effectiveness of taking a cold shower or doing a cold plunge because it does wake you up and it wakes you up in an awesome way. I can't really explain it much better than that. But after that, you are just awake. It's almost impossible to be tired after you just got kind of shocked awake by that cold. There's also science behind these cold plunges as well that I won't bore you with, but it also is a way that helps your body cleanse itself and increase your circulation and, you know, kind of detoxify all the you know stuff that may be getting stuck in your muscles. But beyond that, on a more personal level, I don't know if you guys are this, these type of people, but for me, when I'm being presented with that sort of challenge, I know that it's not going to be fun. And I do stand there for a second and be like, do I really want to take this cold shower? No, I don't. But I do feel accomplished in being like, you know what? I know that this is going to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to embrace that discomfort. I'm going to embrace that and I'm going to be that strong person that I want to be because I am the one in control. I'm bending to my own will per se. No pun intended, Jesus. But anyway, that is going to lead us into the weekly takeaway. This week's weekly takeaway is this week is another week to get better. If you've been feeling low energy, especially with the amount of sun that we get over the winter, or should I say lack of sun, you know, the winter blues, this week is the week that you should turn that around. Use this week to improve your habits and increase your energy and live a life more in line with the one that you want to live. I also challenge you to take one cold shower. Give it a shot. It will not be fun, I promise you. It will not be comfortable. But you'll find that you will be accomplished and you will have higher energy after it's done. promise you that. So that is going to do it for this episode. I appreciate you for listening all the way through. I hope you found something that you can add to your life or the life of somebody around you. Please share this episode. I would love that. You know we're building here. You know we're building. Community. So let's make it something great. I thank you. I appreciate you. This has been Will with Thoughts That Count. I'll see you next time. Bye.